Hello and welcome back to the Paper Pencil Podcast. I am Swarnavo, the host of the show where we talk about art and the artists behind them, their stories, experiences, learnings, inspiration, and a whole lot of other things. Now, again, a quick reminder to subscribe to this podcast. And if you happen to enjoy this episode, tell your friends about it. You know, uh, you can take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your social media stories. Now, today I'm super happy to have Varun Nair in this episode. Now, Varun is an Indian. artist he is currently based out of paris that one place with that one tall tower and people kissing in front of them i hope you know which one uh, he currently works as a co-director and a visual development artist at illumination the people behind the entire despicable me series and also secret life of pets amongst others of course uh, varun has also worked for sony for netflix for blue sky and his recent illustration about pooping in paris is what caught my attention so varun <laughs> Welcome to the Paper nice. Pencil Podcast, and uh, that, yeah, how was your toilet experience? That is the best way to start this podcast. Yes, yeah, and it's early morning, so I have fresh stories about fresh it. memories, no, right? As disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I I did read, and you know what? When I went through your uh, that that series that you did on on uh, the toilet paper thing, mm-hmm. right? It it makes so much sense because there are so many like throughout my like what the last twenty nine years, mm-hmm. pretty much like once a week in the morning, I think about that while sitting on the throne, and I no. I wonder why do people why do people waste so much paper like. probably water is just like the indian way i'm not saying it's the best but it's just so much cleaner right i, I like how you said every morning you think about this that some no that's why it's nri is wiping his ass with <laughs> paper <laughs> yeah yeah but just just imagine see i i know we are starting it off on such a weird note but i'll tell you what see are me growing up in a very middle class bengali family right in calcutta mm-hmm. right for me paper is like I, i'm sure you also know like the goddess saraswati right like the goddess of education right and mm-hmm. music and culture and everything so for me paper is very even though i'm not a very religious person okay i, I don't follow yeah. as much but for me because of the like let's say the the grow the, the growing that happened uh, i would say for me paper is very related to this goddess saraswati thing right yeah. and of course mm-hmm. it's if there's a paper lying on the floor even though i'm not that religious i'd still not step on it right and i know yeah, yeah. so many mm-hmm. other indians would also probably be on the very same boat with me but then to do your business and after that use that same paper to clean up i don't know it's just mm-hmm. yeah it's just yeah. weird and uh... I don't know about the Saraswati thing, but I water just feels good. So water just feels <laughs> yeah, good. just just feels good after you're done. You feel happier and your day is better. Absolutely. So that was the main reason for me. But when I moved to France, I was using toilet paper like immediately. Uh-huh. And uh, there's a weird story how. Uh, so when I moved to France, I was living with two other Indian friends of mine. Mm-hmm. They were classmates. with me in gobelan and uh, the apartment where we were living in luckily this place had a bum gun you know the spray okay. yeah, right. and i didn't discover this until 2 months after because okay. everything in this toilet is white okay everything is white so you don't see shit like and i'm also mm-hmm. like not very observant i think but my <laughs> friends knew about this so they were using this bum gun instantly and i was right. using toilet paper for the first one month and 
one day like i ran out of toilet paper so i go to my friends and i'm like okay toilet paper kharidna and my friends were like toilet paper ki use kar rahe like use the spray and mm-hmm. i was like what spray <laughs> like are wo shower wala jo spray hai na and he said the word shower so in my head i'm thinking this right. guy is taking a shit and he's going <laughs> in the shower to clean <laughs> this is like the first month so we don't know each other that well so i don't know what kind of a guy he is <laughs> and he's thinking i'm like some wanna be white guy who is france mein aaya hai isi matlab toilet paper <laughs> so we had this huge misunderstanding and uh, after a few months like my friend heard a scream from the toilet mm-hmm. it was me discovering that there was a spray <laughs> <laughs> I I wonder what that scream was like was it some like a very colorful language scream of joy I was like fuck ah! like <laughs> no, I was just a loud yeah that that's good like so, see that that's the indian finding comfort at the end of the day after two yeah. months of struggle that makes sense that makes sense like again i'm pretty sure pretty pretty much every indian who like who has used toilet paper would have these funny stories of the first yeah. time ever and i think for mm-hmm. me again i don't remember when was it i think i was in singapore when that happened i think yeah mm-hmm. right. i was in school at that time and, and i think i used up so much toilet paper i think adha roll use kar liya because i was not <laughs> feeling clean enough if you know what i mean yeah i was like this is not happening this is not working out but yeah you know great way this probably shows the quality of this episode for sure right away exactly. but <laughs> but all yeah, my friends know, will be happy that if there is a podcast with me it has to start with shit so perfect it's <laughs> good that's good so things are consistent i like that the consistency perfect. is good okay okay so varun uh, of course like coming back to you as an artist and uh, using other colors apart from yellow ochre if you know what i mean <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I, i see i have half an hour full of like poop jokes in my head already do it man let's do it no no come on this, this is about art this is not about that <laughs> so <laughs> but um yeah see but um okay so uh, coming back coming back so see of course you are uh, a really good artist i've seen your work for a long time now and of course like so many things about your art is like what i like uh, the fact that you also can vary your styles quite well there is something again i've seen so let's say if i look at your work i sometimes see a very let's say sketchy if that's the correct word sort of a look and feel to the artwork mm-hmm. sometimes it's very polished and like the entire environment mm-hmm. and the light and shadow and everything right so i i'd love to know where it all started and again my favorite question to start off which is about your journey right so i know mm-hmm. you are from mumbai yeah and uh, let's 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 begin where did it all begin this whole story So I am a Mallu born and raised in Mumbai and um I've been drawing since I was a kid like all the artists here I'm sure that's the answer of every person on this podcast so that is not different for me but the mm-hmm. thing is in my family no one was ever an artist like it was a family of accountants bankers and like and like if you trace back all the way to my like prehistoric ancestor even that was like an accountant or something so <laughs> it was strange that how i got to get into art mm-hmm. so i come from like a very religious family so like growing up my apartment was like filled with pictures of uh, hindu gods and goddesses and that's what i saw so that's what i drew and my parents mm-hmm. were really happy they were like oh, oh nice he's drawing yeah. gods let's get him more 
art supplies more sketchbooks and they used to like take me to all these drawing competitions all over the city so basically i got the encouragement i needed right weirdly like at an early age uh-huh. and at some point like i discovered like hollywood films so i saw like jurassic park and stuff and i went from drawing images of like beautiful indian gods to like <laughs> violent images of dinosaurs <laughs> ripping humans up <laughs> and my parents were not happy but like by then it was like too late i was like right. very much hooked to art and it had become like my identity mm-hmm. so that's how i got into art and like and during my like early teenage years i figured i wanted to do animation because it was like the perfect blend of film and art two things i really mm-hmm. love mm-hmm. and also like growing up i was spending a lot of time at home because my parents is like one of those mallu indian parents that loves to be at home like their idea oh. of a perfect a perfect <laughs> holiday is just being at home <laughs> so i spent a lot of time at home so i was watching a lot of films and drawing that's what i did so mm-hmm. so yeah then in my early teenage years i started i took up a course in animation in uh, an institute that shall not be named <laughs> it doesn't starts with m the name of the institute it starts with a a okay yeah yeah the other yeah, one yeah. <laughs> a yeah, and then I, m a and then m yeah okay that's maybe too clear i could still get in trouble for <laughs> yeah so i went there for like 6 months and it um... it rhymes with marina right <laughs> yeah <laughs> yellow red okay now let's talk yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> let's talk about hex codes <laughs> so that's where i went i thought i'm going to learn how to make animation films there and that was a huge mistake <laughs> because um i went there thinking i would learn how to make like films and about 3d animation and stuff and i i'm not making this shit up okay i spent the first two months learning how to change the hair color of shahrukh khan on photoshop <laughs> because that's how they used to teach us like tools like they had like you could pick a bollywood celebrity and you have to change hair color and like make their skin like in red and green and so okay. yeah it was pretty bad and then we had a teacher who was supposed to teach us animation mm-hmm. and he was supposed to be like this part time industry professional and a part time mm-hmm. teacher mm-hmm. and one day i discovered that he actually works in a pharmacy whoa <laughs> like he Yeah, he was a part-time teacher and a part-time pharmacist. So I was like, "Oh, okay." So okay. I quickly learned yeah. that okay, it's better to get out of this place. I'm not gonna learn shit here. So yeah, that's when I discovered about this college called DSK, and I was in Pune. Right. So was I go there, Pune. and yeah, that's where I finally had a proper exposure to animation. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Great. So, uh, tell me this. So, after DSK, what happens? Because I know then you slowly probably move towards France, right? So you uh, mm-hmm. go across the borders. So, what happens there? So, in DSK, I like we had it was like a French collaboration with an Indian mm-hmm. company. So, we had a lot of French students and French teachers, 
and thanks to one of these french teachers i discovered the work of this school called gobelin which is in paris and like i was instantly mind blown by the school like the student films from this school like the quality of animation color design it was insane and um, i it, it had become like this dream school but i knew it wasn't possible because you had to know french and you had to be good to get in and uh, i didn't have either of those skills <laughs> so yeah i thought like okay let's use these films as an inspiration and make some cool stuff so yeah that was my introduction to the world of uh, french animation and schools mm-hmm. and uh, yeah later i i finished my four years in dsk and i worked in india for two years mm-hmm. and then i moved to france to study in gobelin because finally they had started like this international course oh, so nice. now you didn't need to know french to right. study here so that's how i finally got into the my dream school right that that's really good that that's really good and and where were you working uh, the two years you said i was two years were you I, working in a pharmacy if i say the name of the company i can't talk shit about it so would you rather have me say the name and say polite things or do you want me to not say the name <laughs> <laughs> okay let's let's go for the uh, okay i it's okay i can live without the name i can live without the name okay, because cool. later on we can always find a rhyming yeah, word and uh, <laughs> yeah, you can yeah you can so i sorry you're already thinking of a rhyming word right no 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 it's i'm not going to do that <laughs> <laughs> no so i was working two years in this company in uh, bangalore mm-hmm. and i went here with like three four other classmates of mine so we were like all classmates moving together to this new city and it was amazing we were all living together like four filthy bachelors in one right <laughs> bangalore apartment it was awesome right and we were all working in the same company right. all of us in different departments and stuff and i was supposed to be like in the art department and before i was hired i was told that i would be this company basically does a lot of outsourcing stuff for like american and european tv shows and mm-hmm. i wasn't really interested in doing this so when they hired me i told them that i wanted to make my own stuff so mm-hmm. the guy said okay why don't you come over and we will let you do your own ip and mm-hmm. i was like doing my own ip right out of yeah. college that is insane so yeah i signed up and i moved here and very quickly i realized that this place is like a sweatshop run by <laughs> dictators it was crazy like em- employees worked really long hours very poor salaries and like you would often hear producers screaming at artists oh, publicly and it was basically the kind of place that encouraged you to live in the company like mm-hmm. the employees that really reached the top were the people who had like <laughs> sacrificed their uh-huh. personal life like and they live in this company like they would right. leave at 2 a.m and stuff right uh, it, it was crazy so and i who was supposed to be doing ips i spent like the first one year 
painting like set extensions for these 3D shows like painting clouds and sky and snow. Nothing wrong mm-hmm. with it, but that's not what I signed up for. Correct. And it was just said, I know it was better. Than, I think it was better to color Shahrukh Khan's hair better than this. Yeah, right? that was more. Yeah, because I was it has an entertainment nice, value. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So and it, the ironic thing with this place was that this dark place was where a lot of the colorful preschool stuff happened, mm-hmm. which was like enjoyed in another part of the world. Right. So, yeah, that was weird. So finally, like after a year of doing this shit, I finally thought, okay, I'm gonna start to think about leaving, and that's when they let me and like a few other. people from the art department like create our own stuff so we put mm-hmm. together this pitch bible and we showed it to them and i realized that okay they are not really interested in doing anything right. ip related because right. after years of doing like outsource work their mind was so like they were so insecure about any kind of creative work happening here Original like stuff. i would often mm-hmm. hear things like you know we should hire someone from la to do this stuff and i'm like why this story is like taking place in mumbai it's about cricket why are you hiring someone in la to write this shit so it was yeah it was a bad place to be and uh, like there was actually nothing wrong with that place this studio like the artists who worked here were super nice and some of the most mm-hmm. talented 3d artists i know Mm-hmm. The problem was with the people who ran this company, right? And from what I hear, these guys were recently fired after an employee died of oh, a shit. bike accident or something, and because of being overworked, mm. and they were recently fired. So I think right now it's hopefully a better place to be. So I don't oh, want to say the name of the company because yeah, those guys are not there is. anymore. So correct, correct. But Varun, tell me this. A uh, slight detour, maybe again on this, or rather a, a question to go inside this. Ah, uh, just wondering. So let's say when you come out of DSK, uh, which year mm-hmm. was this again? This was twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. Take it. So mm-hmm. in that case, uh, hey, twenty fourteen. So you, uh, you, uh, what? Ninety two born? Yeah. 92 oh same same yeah so we graduated at the same time so uh 2014 when you come out of dsk like you are uh, uh, i think it's a bdes is is that correct a bachelor's in design uh the course it was a masters Oops. of arts i think okay take it yeah. so when you come out of that my question is uh, you said the salaries were not that great so that comes uh, that from that's where the question comes is uh, how much Is like the industry standard because I have no clue, and I'm pretty sure a lot of my audience listening, they probably may be thinking, okay, uh, okay, how much does this one person earn right after college, right? Mm-hmm. So, what are the uh, average salaries like in India, and uh, like give me the range. That's it. So, I actually with this I can't complain much because thanks to like some of the teachers we had in DSK, they managed to get. all of us like the people who got placed in this company they got us really decent salaries so mm-hmm. for me salary was not the problem it was more the coming to this place and seeing the work yeah the environment and the work culture mm-hmm. and like i actually i don't know what like a decent salary would be but when we started i are we like do you want me to say the numbers or 
Yeah, if possible, give me a range. That's okay. So like, when I was hired, we were me and another classmate of mine. We were hired at like seventy-five k plus fifteen k. Fifteen k was like this thing where like every three variable. months you get the, the variable yeah. pay. Right. Uh, yeah, the variable. Right. They screwed a lot of guys over with the variable. They didn't pay them, but right. I managed to get mine luckily. So salary was okay, uh, but mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of students will. we're starting at this salary at this point and i think the credit goes to the school because the school had mm-hmm. a good relation with the institute so but i think i mean the rates are everything the prices are increasing now so i'm pretty sure right now like the average would be like minimum 50k something to 50k especially per month if you, i mean i'm the worst because i'm not living there anymore so i right, can't really talk about yeah but yeah, at but that time i would around 50k per month Yeah, yeah. That, that, in, that's good for a starter. I think that's good in India, yeah. at least for sure. Okay. Yeah. So then, uh, what happened? So you, uh, I think, uh, spent some time pre- uh, preparing a portfolio for, uh, uh, I think, for France to move to France. Yeah. Right? So after, okay. yeah, after that disastrous experience, I thought, okay, I'm going to leave this place, and I start to put together a portfolio to apply to companies, and I really wanted to work in feature animation. Mm-hmm. so i sent out emails like every beginning like every student like i sent out emails to every major company disney pixar dreamworks sony every and i was right. obviously rejected by all of them and so then i thought okay if i have to study if i have to work on these feature films i should probably study in like a college where they hire from so mm-hmm. i looked up calarts academy mm. of art and all of those big american animation mm-hmm. schools and when i saw the fee structure i shat my pants because it was crazy expensive right like unfairly expensive right and, yeah, especially for the conversion thing no i think conversion yeah, fee is a lot i mean yeah it will be like at least 1 crore for mm-hmm. like the entire studies and so that's when luckily through a friend of mine i discovered that gobla was like starting this international course mm-hmm. and um, so i applied and i got in and uh, yeah oh, that's, that's great how, so so how was uh, gobla different uh, from dsk in terms of Gop- what they taught you and uh, the output uh, varun that came out of these two places i think the big difference from gobla is the most important thing with this school is the students for me because mm-hmm. the big difference was that every single student in gobla was motivated to work which was not the case in dsk in dsk right. it was often it was a place where a lot of rich people came to have a good time and smoke up and mm-hmm. and it was so you like the in in a normal class it would be like a small percentage of people who were actually right. into the work that was happening right. but that was the opposite in gobla it was completely reverse like it was because it is so difficult to get into this school True. every person who is there really wants to do it so mm-hmm. the environment was the biggest difference and um, one awesome thing for me was that i was finally in a place where like there were all these people who could draw like way better than me uh, and that was i think that's what i realized that's this is what i'm paying for like to be here right. in an environment where i can learn from all these people 
so it Correct. just pushed me to work hard and i think that's that was the best thing about this school more than right. the teachers i think it's the students that is the awesome thing of this place yeah again i think the environment that is created right? and that's something yeah, yeah. which i've heard from a lot of uh, people have spoken to who have been to these art schools let's say not not just outside even in india mm-hmm. right so a lot of these uh, the premier ones right and yeah. i do get to hear this quite often that you know when so for example let's say an nid or an idc they are very yeah. difficult to get in right mm-hmm. and yeah. that makes it worth it even more because once you're finally exactly, in yeah. you are in that environment where everybody just wanted to be there so bad and they yeah. did everything yeah. they had and that's where i feel uh, the 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 motivation like you said the environment is very different that makes sense mm-hmm. uh, uh, would would it be possible to kind of okay when when you went to gobla how much uh, like you said like in uh, calarts and stuff it would be around a crore uh, mm-hmm. Asia, what what was it like uh, was so, it affordable so- Gobla was much more affordable because it's like funded by the Chamber of Commerce so it's funded okay. by the government so the fees are much lower especially for Europeans it's like half the price of what international oh. students pay so mm-hmm. one uh, one year of calarts is four years of gobla <laughs> that's the oh price oh my difference. god <laughs> oh it's, my god and it's hilarious to me that these two schools have exchange programs so <laughs> you pay gobla fee and go to kerala arts which is an awesome deal and nice why would anyone want to pay like that much fee in kerala arts and come study in gobla so nice. i don't know this happens every year but gobla the fees was uh, 12000 euros per per year mm-hmm. so i don't know in how much that is like Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure the audience can. Uh, yeah, it's too early I'm to do math. Yeah, correct, exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And for me, it's just uh, maths. That's it. Okay, so uh, so Gobla is done, and uh, then you step out, and I think you get a job with uh, which one? Blue Sky. So for after the first year of Gobla, I was really working my ass off because mm-hmm. finally being in this amazing competitive environment. I was and this like was a two-year course, right? Uh, this was, was a two-year two course. Yeah, I joined oh. in the third year, so I did the mm-hmm. third year and the fourth year. Mm-hmm. So during my third year, I really like worked my ass off. I was also quite anti-social, which I regret now, and also mm-hmm. not regret because things worked out. So right. at the end of the year, my goal was to have a portfolio where I could apply for summer internships, mm-hmm. and Gobla is the place because this school has like really good network with all the companies. So okay. all you need is a good portfolio. That's it. Hmm. So luckily, I was able to put something together, and I was accepted at Blue Sky for an internship. And in uh, I think it was in 2016, I went there for the summer internship, two months, and it was awesome. Like it was hmm. one of the best summers, like. working my ass off during the week and just chilling in new york on the weekend oh, nice. and it's the only studio that's in the east coast so it was mm-hmm. really nice also amazing because my brother lives in connecticut so which okay. is a weird coincidence that connecticut of all the other places that's where i get to mm-hmm. go on this internship so i was spent an awesome summer with my brother and uh, in the studio so finally like i was the gates were open and i was able to enter the feature animation oh wow yeah. must have been a great feeling right like given that you were like waiting for this for so many years almost all right yeah 
it was definitely a breakthrough moment and yeah and just working <laughs> the hilarious thing was that right after that indian company this was the second <laughs> company i worked for right. and i <laughs> the, the think the contrast. first week, yeah the first week i just needed therapy like someone had to put shawl and stuff to me like why is everyone so nice <laughs> like <laughs> no one is no one is screaming at anyone everyone leaves the studio at like 7 pm and like wow what is going on <laughs> wow So so, was, so after that you come back and uh, so then you get placed at uh, Netflix is it or Sony No so after this I had to come back for my final year at Gobla mm-hmm. and uh, we made a student film the mm-hmm. film is called Best Oh Friend. yeah the one that uh, won the award right Yeah so it's like yeah, a sci-fi film yeah. and uh, the amazing thing was like I our team was the best part of this whole experience for me because we were five people and all five of us were from like five different countries so mm-hmm. like brazil china spain italy and india and nice. it was like a complete fusion like a melting pot like we all had very different taste we all smell different <laughs> <laughs> and it was awesome so even the ideas that we all had like it was we all had to meet at like we all had to make compromises and meet somewhere in the middle and i think that was what made the film special mm-hmm. so we yeah we finally made this film best friend and it won the annie award uh in 2019 mm-hmm. yeah there was huge like we got to go to la like where tuxedos have champagne oh wow and then we came back to the shady motel we were living in so <laughs> 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 uh, it was a awesome <laughs> evening So um uh, is this is this uh, film available somewhere where we can watch It's it? on YouTube yeah it's on the Gobla YouTube channel Okay and what is it called It's called Best Friend Best Friend okay sure yeah. so I will definitely watch it right after the recording is over and yeah for the audience you know Best Friend uh, it's on YouTube probably give it a shot Okay and then what happens so you win the award you come back from that motel and uh, then what happens So that's when I things sort of started to fall in place for me i was approached by a lot of companies netflix mm. sony all of those were freelance gigs so mm. i did mostly character design for a lot of these different feature films mm-hmm. and like finally i was in a place where i could say no to project and i could pick right. what i wanted to do right. and that's when i was also hired as a full time viz dev artist at illumination so mm-hmm. my full time job in paris began at this time mm-hmm. and i've been in this company for 3 years now right yeah so so what all have you worked on so i i know uh, you mentioned to me earlier that you are currently working on a project that you cannot speak about and that's okay mm-hmm. i'm guessing it's the next uh, see in the series of despicable me i'm just just like throwing a shot at the dark but uh yeah so so what all projects do you work on in illumination so the sad thing about being a character designer and concept artist is that 70 to 80% of stuff you do will never be out right. so <laughs> you get used to this after a very early like even during my right. internship at blue sky like i worked on two films and the in studio just shut down <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like even like all the freelance gigs like none of those films have been have been released oh shit so, not even the uh, the netflix one no no none of them 
so i'm still waiting for my first screen credit and huh. i actually have a screen credit on this movie called ferdinand which was the last blue sky film and i didn't even work on this i was just interning at this time so it's weird that my credit is on something i didn't do anything on <laughs> it's it's like uh, in college in india you give proxy right so even though you yeah, know the prof- class <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> name ends up in the attendance list but you're good yes. for you man good for you at least you have something to show for yeah so i'm still waiting for my first but i've worked on like several like at least 15 to 17 feature films so far wow. and even at illumination i've worked on like six projects so far Mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of them are waiting to release because of covid right. like so this studio is just like piling up with films and right yeah i think they should start to come out by next year mhm yeah so you know what I, i'll tell you very honestly varun uh, because how of how we started off this episode right this conversation mm-hmm. on the note that the smelly note that we started this on every <laughs> time you say something my mind is kind of working so when you said you know what the studio is right now piling up and it should start coming <laughs> yeah. out I, 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 shit. <laughs> <laughs> i hope not i hope not but uh yeah take it so you know you know i i want to ask you this. so okay so you, i know when you say that you know uh, as a concept artist and the character designer uh, the problem is that a lot of the things that you work on they don't make it to the final cut yeah. that makes sense uh, but i'm guessing uh, from my experience what i've seen from other artists is that uh, these these studios they launch these art books right so let's say mm-hmm. a movie comes out and then there's the art book of it and i, and I started yeah. collecting them recently uh, i i see a lot of the concept artwork and the initial character sketches on those art books and yeah. that's where i feel the artist is finally given credit like the poor artist who has worked yeah. like for hours and hours creating those but okay so tell me this now uh, again i now coming back to your work and your style let's talk about that mm-hmm. and of course i'm talking about your personal work of course because mm-hmm. for the studios you would be creating in a uh i don't know in a visual aspect that will be a little more suited for them and the way they would ask you to do right yeah. but when you're doing your own work and i've seen a lot of your uh, character designs that you have done uh, so what are the things that you probably keep in mind like take me through your artistic decisions when you are creating a character because one is i see that in a lot of cases you have a very interesting way of coloring i like the fact that you go in for a lot of texture not a lot of solid colors is what i really enjoy about your artwork and you in a lot of cases you keep that you know that the, i i use the word sketchy earlier right that that's sketchy mm-hmm. pencil uh, base layer lines visible mm-hmm. still so you can still see them right yeah uh, so take me through your artistic decisions when you are creating a character so i think like for character design it's very different from being like an illustrator because the work mm-hmm. that you do is not going to be seen on the screen it's not the final result so True. usually it's always preferable that you stay really rough and loose it's more about mm-hmm. the idea and mm-hmm. it's really usually in the very early stage of a film where the director is still trying to find the right design and often mm-hmm. they don't know what they are looking for so your job as a character designer is to just give mm-hmm. as many options as possible so it always right. helps if you are really loose with your sketches and and you can always clean them up once like a few options get approved so okay. i think it's very important for character designers to stay rough and loose as long mm-hmm. as the sketch is clear it's it's good it doesn't have to be clean so and mm-hmm. for my process for character design it 
the most important part for me is in the beginning before i even start to draw and mm-hmm. when i realized when i sort of learned figured this out that was like a breakthrough moment for me like i could instantly feel that my work sort of just improved a little bit and mm-hmm. this part is i'm talking about referencing and research right so let's say i'm going to make some random assignment up if i have to design a a lion who mm-hmm. is a a mughal soldier like an army you, general you do, you do a lot of these animal characters right i've seen a lot of elephants a lot of lions and stuff and yeah, animals come in uh, I, 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 any reason why i think i really love jungle book as a kid so i am ah, okay. obsessed with animals but, but yeah so a lion army yeah, general lion. who okay. is a mughal army general and this is like science fiction so it's like futuristic medieval mm-hmm. future okay so there's mm-hmm. a lot of layers to this and if i have to start designing this character i would break it down into different parts like in my research first i would like research a lot of images of lions and probably mm-hmm. start sketching them second would be like researching on medieval mughal costumes and army like what does a army general from this time look right. like right and third would be like what is a futuristic version of this going to look like so i'm also going to research some thing about like sci-fi army costumes or something like this and mm-hmm. i feel like the job of a character designer is like if you compare this to like live action mm-hmm. it would be like you are a casting director you are a costume designer you mm-hmm. are a hairstylist and makeup artist and right. most importantly you are an actor so Correct. you have to show all acting. of these yeah you have to show all of these four things in like one drawing and it often doesn't come out like right away it takes a lot of rough explorations till you find like mm-hmm. few designs that is worthy to present to the director mm-hmm. so yeah my for my process the research is the most important part and then i just like do a lot of rough sketches on paper keep it really loose and mm-hmm. slowly like tie them down together and show yeah okay and color and, uh, color comes really at the end so it's the least important mm. part like of the whole process i feel makes sense makes sense so mm. uh, you know you've also been featured on one of my favorite magazines like i think what a couple of months ago i took the subscription and i'm the happiest ever like having taken the subscription of something uh, any idea what i'm talking about Uh, the character design quarter cdq correct uh, yep cdq correct and and really so i think yeah. it's the, it's one of the best and again for the uh, audience listening if you have some money i know it's a little costly but if you're interested if you're really into this whole thing and if you want to improve i feel uh, probably going in for anything from the the publisher like i think 3d total right because you've mm, been yeah, yeah. another of their uh, books as well mm. uh, I think one of the best and yesterday I uh, finally I ordered it on Amazon and yesterday it came uh, this another one uh, from 3D Total I think it's uh, how to be a children's book illustrator so it covers everything mm-hmm. from character design to yeah. uh, lighting yeah. to pretty much everything storyboarding and everything right so I just thought it would be a cool thing to have and probably learn as well from that so uh, again audience if you're listening uh, of course it's not sponsored like I my god I wish if they would sponsor this podcast ever but yeah so uh, <laughs> there's this uh, there's this thing called CDQ a character Design quarterly, 
uh, just check them out mm. trust me it's one of the best things i have in my shelf currently a couple of issues and varun has been i think you're 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 one of the features right like the cover and like, it was the like main no i didn't do the cover yeah. this was like uh, 3 years ago so it's been a while mm-hmm. yeah i did like a small piece of just character design like uh right. so how, like, for expressions was, and stuff correct correct yeah. the expression and i think uh, the body language i think that was very yeah. right? like how to make your characters confident or something if i'm not yeah yeah like how to show personality way. in your yeah correct and they do have a, a small piece yeah right but yeah this magazine good. is really good they they get a lot of really good artists and it's nice to see their process and like their thought what are they thinking is well correct because yeah. because the book i was talking about this uh, children's book one uh, again it each and every page has like a whole set of uh, again what was the artist thinking and why did he or she choose or make this decision at this particular mm-hmm. time right yeah. very good i just started reading i can't wait to finish it though but yeah um so you know what a couple of more questions and probably we we'll take it towards the closure for so so see when i look at your entire journey like right from mumbai to dsk to that 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 organization with your name and that's okay to let's say goblan <laughs> and from there onwards right i see that you've always been able to kind of achieve your dream if i may call it right like because you wanted to do this you wanted to be here you ended up being here right and which probably shows that you played your cards right as simple as that you were mm-hmm. at the right place at the right time with the right people and things just worked out to a point where you in la winning an award in a tuxedo right which is quite mm-hmm. huge at again at this age as well right quite huge so uh curious to know about let's say an experience which did not go that well like you know uh, let's let's call it uh, I, w- i would want to call it a negative experience but let's say in your work or let's say as an artist as an illustrator as a yeah. character designer as whatever you do uh, something that didn't work out that well for you uh, i feel like it, like the really negative experiences i have any time i start to feel like i'm entering one of those stages where this shit is going to go bad i just mm-hmm. escape like i just run at that point before shit goes down and and which basically means i had to take really huge risky decisions but uh-huh. because i took those decisions i feel like i was able to escape like before shit went down what do you uh, mean just to give you an example like one of the thing was like before dsk the college that i studied in pune mm-hmm. was a very expensive school and uh, i come from a middle class indian background so i was on a student loan there which was like like 30 lakhs or something oh so wow. i already had a student loan and i start my job working in bangalore and so i was finally able to start paying off my student loan and okay. there was this burden to pay the bank but because i knew if i stay in this company for long i will be one of those guys that who is promoted to be like the art director but mm. i have to fucking spend 12 hours in this company i won't have time to do anything mm-hmm. i knew that would be like the future so it was very risky to at this point to decide to go and do another school because mm-hmm. once of again course. like we didn't have the money so i had to take a second student loan I already have mm-hmm. a loan, and I took up another freaking loan. Right. So that was definitely not easy. And um, but basically, I escaped before shit went down. And uh, yeah, th- I think that's I was able to avoid those bad moments. Of, 
But on that same note, uh, see, because this takes me to another, but this brings another thought to my head, which is, let's yeah. say, the whole question of, you know, uh, art and the artist versus the financial burden, or yeah. let's say, paying the bills, or that that sort that that debate, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, how did it affect you? Because see, uh, I have felt this, and again, I have mentioned this in the podcast earlier that. Uh, because i have a corporate job which thankfully mm-hmm. i enjoy like i i really do enjoy mm-hmm. what i do uh, i do get my salary on time and uh, yeah. that probably means that you know what i don't have to depend on my art to pay the bills which yeah, for me yeah. is a big uh, thing about freedom let's call it right so i don't have mm-hmm. to really worry about and like oh shit i did not get that project now what will happen that that i thankfully like touch with that that is not the case mm-hmm. with me but uh, so when you are in Gobla and you're there and you've got this thing in your head, right, on the, the whole financial burden in this case, um, mm-hmm. how does that affect your art at the end of the day? Because, see, art, I feel, is a very personal thing, right? It, it comes from within you. If you're feeling good, yeah. I feel you make good art. If you're not feeling that great, you just cannot draw a confident line is what I yeah. feel. At least what happens with me. So how is it there for you like when you are in that stage? So for me, the financial burden was more like this responsibility I had in the back of my head. It never stopped me from enjoying art. I mm-hmm. still love to draw. And I think eventually it just comes down to hard work. And mm-hmm. the student loan really gave me the fire to mm-hmm. just like work hard. So that was a good thing, I feel. But yeah, I think just... Hard work and consistency and discipline is, I think it goes way further than talent or any of that stuff, Mm -hmm. I feel. So whatever gets you to work hard and find your discipline, I feel it works. And if you have a job where you enjoy and it allows you to have time every day to do Mm -hmm. what you love, that's drawing, that is amazing. That's very rare and it's perfect. But one thing with art is when art becomes a job, Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. even if it's something you love it is still not this romanticized thing like it's still a job right. at the end of the day so you will have shitty right. days you have good days so it's still yeah it, it becomes like a regular job at some point but, but how do you how do you draw a line because see i feel Varun, this is also very important when you are because see i have not lived that life so i wouldn't know that's why i'm asking you that when mm-hmm. you when your job when you are nine hours of your work day is you in a way mm-hmm. sketching and then yeah. when you come back home, you also do like to sketch, I'm guessing, like for yourself now. Like, of course, nine mm-hmm. hours was for, let's say, somebody else. And now you're sketching for yourself. How do you draw the line? And do you have the energy left in you that, oh, shit, okay, I, I sketched the entire day. Now I come back. And now again, I want to sit with my iPad or my sketchbook or whatever. Mm-hmm. So how do you draw the line? So I have a problem. I'm a workaholic. So this is something I'm trying to fight recently. And I'm just trying to get myself out as much as possible. But lately, any time I had a job, I always had like personal projects on the side. Because mm-hmm. I wanted to still, when you work for a company, even if it's like a company that does feature films, which was my goal, I wanted to work on right. feature films. But when I started to work on these films, I quickly realized that I still need to have my own stuff just for my creative satisfaction. So at this point, like I had several projects going on the side. And during my visit to LA uh, for Mm -hmm. the Annie's, I met this guy called Sanjay Patel. 
oh yeah a, of yeah, course of course amazing yeah. talented director artist and he's at netflix now and correct, he correct. convinced me to start pitching my own projects and i felt like i'm not ready for this is too early and he was like huh. just start now and you will be ready in some years and dude you was, sanjay patel wait just 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 pause you met sanjay patel like the guy yeah, who is like known for his mythological like uh, those yeah, those characters that he creates my god he's such he's an crazy, i i think yeah. I, i remember yeah i remember watching a documentary on him if i'm not wrong sometime back where he was uh, i think he's in the process of creating this one show for netflix which is uh, about god, indian yeah. gods no yeah, indian yeah. gods yeah ki ha ha kare kare ghi kare kare that's ki gods right right that's the one and i think there is this one book also i remember coming across uh, ganesha's sweet tooth if i'm not yeah he's done a lot of beautiful children's books so yeah do do with sanjay patel that's that's crazy yeah. okay so so no, what was, was that like i'm sorry i paused you but what was so, that like even in this case this guy is also he was working as a art animator and storyboard artist at pixar for like almost yeah. 20 years and on the right. side he used to make these insanely beautiful children's books and exhibitions right. and so he was also doing a lot of stuff outside of work so this is the stuff that he wanted to do and then you have your job that pays the bills Correct. so i was basically very much inspired by him and he was really kind enough to guide me through like how do you start pitching what are the things that you need to learn in order to pitch to companies so he was basically like my mentor and he really mm-hmm. helped me guide through the whole process so finally after that meeting i was like super pumped up i came back to paris and i started to learn really about screen writing and pitching mm-hmm. and i had all these projects that were scattered around i managed to put something together and i basically had a pitch bible and mm-hmm. I was supposed to pitch this to Netflix but I turned out to be a traitor and I pitched it to Illumination <laughs> first. So yeah. But, but that's all I can say. We are in development now that's all I can say. I'm oh, allowed to oh. say. Oh. Oh, dude, congratulations. Re- no, good. So so basically you see what happened is I'm at this stage where my personal project is now my job. which ah. basically means i have work during the day for the company and after i work on my own stuff so and i can't post any of this shit online correct so basically i've been dead from social media for the last 2 years like my i have yeah, post like say, every... the last one was that toilet thing right yeah the toilet and that was like after 6 months or something so i have very less Whoa. time for like personal personal work now but yeah it's it's I've always had personal projects outside of my mm-hmm. job just to answer your question because I always felt I needed something where I can have my exactly. voice and freedom because you are always working for the director so it's always right. their vision when you work for a right. studio yeah right that, but that's very cool dude like congratulations again this is crazy and thank you congratulations for two things one is you met sanjay patel i he he i really <laughs> look up to that guy i really look up to that guy i i remember uh, so when he was doing this he got i i remember seeing this documentary as i told you uh, a short one and of course i yeah. went to 
uh, I think uh, some website or on Pinterest, not sure. And I found like a whole series of his illustrations, right? I think he did one on Ramayana as well. Yep, he did one yeah, on Ramayana. Yeah, correct. Ramayana, correct. Yeah. One of the books, right? And uh, uh, I, I remember like really studying each and every illustration that this guy has done. So I literally, I think, I'm pretty sure I have a Pinterest board of Sanjay Patel, like full mm. of his stuff from Ramayana and the other places and really looking at them properly and then trying to understand and probably understand his uh, artistic decisions as I told you again. he I think his style is more of a vector style, right? Like I'm not sure if he's yeah. into vector. His style uh, is a very have you seen style. his uh, original pencil drawings of all his illustrations? Like they're all on paper, like really like Super sketchy. Yeah, I think I think I think the the, the large pages, right? Yeah. yeah. So all of them start on paper, and then at some point he uh, like illustrates them in Illustrator. I think so. Yeah, everything is vectorized, yeah. so it's perfect for printing. Like he can print on okay. a billboard, and okay. he can print on a small book. And, and that's that's the whole idea. So if you look at his character uh, characters that he creates, they're also very mm-hmm. geometrical, and the, yeah. the shapes are very prominent. So it's super easy or i don't say super easy but super convenient to do it as a vector style then yeah, yeah. his totally. coloring yeah. is also very solid and very graphic-y in that way yeah uh, yeah dude you met sanjay Petri. that's that's so good and yeah the second congratulations is of course for uh i don't know the development that started which i always feel is a good sign so that's 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 great take it uh so who is an artist Varun? according to you who is an artist oh damn that's a i don't know yeah, so this is a section of the podcast. No, this is a section of the podcast where we go towards loaded questions. Deep, so get ready. Okay. Deep questions. Okay. <laughs> yes. No, I think anybody who likes to create is an artist. I, okay, I and, think, uh, yeah, cooks are a, artists. Any categories in creation or just, just creation in general? Creation that gives joy or brings joy or anything. Mm. That's, yeah. Nice. Nice. Okay. Uh, who are your inspirations? I know Sanjay, you just mentioned. Anybody else? My influences keep changing, like depending on what I'm working on or I go through phases where I get obsessed with an artist at some point. And for months, I'm only researching about them, reading about their lives. And this is like this can be artists or directors or anything. Mm -hmm. So right now I'm going through a intense Miyazaki phase where I'm reading up as much as I can find about him. And I've seen all of his documentaries and... So I go through phases a lot. So my current phase is a Miyazaki. And there's this French illustrator called Sompe. He's mm-hmm. this super old guy, but he makes these beautiful illustrations with very simple ink lines. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm also very much inspired by him right now. Okay. And uh, does this uh, impact your artwork in your style? Yeah, yeah. I've all, I feel I've always tried to like, soak up things from the phases I go through that's mm-hmm. where I feel style sort of comes from style is for me it's basically a mix of everything that you like so mm-hmm. like I go through a phase of this artist where I'm just constantly trying to study their work and even try to draw like them so I learn a lot but I feel it's very important to move on at some point like don't just stick to one artist just go to yeah. another and like so that's when I feel you start to get something where original, there's no such thing as original, but yeah, it's well, a mix of all the... I, I know a lot of people say this and I, I kind of agree with this, but again, just, just to hear your answer, why do you say so? Like there's nothing original. 
I feel everything is inspired by something like everything is influenced by it's like standing on the shoulders of giants so to speak mm-hmm. you are mm-hmm. everyone has influences and everyone's trying to draw or do like stuff that they look up to so mm. I feel this goes to filmmakers as well mm-hmm. no so then I don't know is, if it makes sense it's probably bullshit but no I, it does it absolutely <laughs> does and I'll tell you what I'll tell you what so this the first time I remember I had this debate an intense debate was once where over I think a couple of beers in Pune and I was in Pune mm-hmm. at that time I lived there with one of my friends who used to write some poetry and and we started this whole conversation about is there anything as original and I used to believe that yeah of course there are there is originality to things right but then mm-hmm. that evening the conversation went for hours but then at the end I kind I think it shifted my perspective a little bit where I also feel that yeah today I don't know if I can really call something super original because I don't know everything is inspired by something or the other yeah like the other day I remember this one artist I think uh, from the US if I'm not sure uh, mm-hmm. again I was reading this article where they were like oh my god this this person's uh, artwork is so great and so different and so colorful and this and that and when I saw that I was like hey doesn't this look a lot like the the this illustrations other... <laughs> and the drawings no the, the ones behind the one behind the Indian trucks Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, the truck, the truck art, right? So that that's a huge thing in Indian has been for ages. Mm-hmm. Like it's seen at yeah. least ever since I remember, right? And uh, so I felt like maybe somewhere this has been inspired from that as well. So that that always makes sense. Exactly, and that is uh, totally fine. Like I feel the correct good correct. artists are always really good at stealing stuff. Like they are no, very smart artists. Yeah, yeah. And like right. every any time, like you like an artist, just try to see. what are their influences and that's when you start to see oh yeah i see the resemblance mm-hmm. in, yeah mm, okay makes sense okay my probably my second last question to you varun is uh, so see again I, i think at the beginning of the uh, recording or before the recording i told you that i feel a lot of my listeners or target audience let's call it let's use that word are people who are probably young and they are a lot of them may be interested in the arts and they may want to uh, do something very similar maybe again maybe they share your dream which is work on a feature film and probably make the next jurassic park or something though i feel that we already have had good jurassic parks there's no need to make another one <laughs> yeah no no, <laughs> yeah. no more sequels <laughs> ho gaya ha kare ho gaya khatam like that and the other one is your fast and furious band kar ho gaya bhi khatam hai aur family mein ho raha hai Enough. They still keep making billions, so like. I know, dude. Like, why? Why are we like this? Sequels <laughs> won't stop till they stop making money. That's money. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I agree. And see, till they stop making money, until that guy is there. What is his name? That Vin Diesel guy. Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel yeah. is there. Uh, ये चलेगा. Franchise ही चलेगा. Can't yeah. stop it. And he could come and talk about it. Family. <laughs> okay. So, uh, my question to you is. Uh, so if let's say somebody let's say mumbai for all you know listening to this mm-hmm. very podcast and uh, probably in their early teens in that phase where they have now stopped sketching gods and now are into complete uh, dinosaurs and like other monsters that are anime mm-hmm. in this case right uh, what would be your tips to this one kid who's probably listening uh, to kind of make it in this world um i think my biggest challenge is like during my years in india was just finding resources just finding good education and knowledge of this animation industry so i would say like make the most of all the resources that you find online 
because mm-hmm. everything i learned like when i was in india was through online courses like schoolism and i don't know if you know about schoolism it's this not really no amazing online uh, education platform where a lot of these top industry professionals they all have their specialized course so you have like a specialized course for character design for color mm-hmm. concept art so i would definitely suggest to take a look at those that's where i learned everything from because when you don't live in a place like in the us or in correct france you have limited access to like good knowledge about like art and stuff so mm. make the most of that it's quite affordable so mm. do it yeah, and draw a lot yeah it's check it out it's, it's really cool yeah schoolism.com yep it looks yeah. very interesting yep so there are some yeah, really so, good yeah. courses for character design and painting and i was doing these courses during my student years in india and mm-hmm. uh, yeah that's where you that's where all the knowledge is so if you don't want to spend a shitload of money to go study outside mm-hmm. this is the best way that you can have the highest possible knowledge like so make use of the resources and draw a lot because it it always helps to have strong foundation of sketching and understanding of color right as you get into the industry so a lot of gesture drawings a lot of paintings if you are more into like the environment and color side mm-hmm. so yeah figure drawing gesture drawing and still life studies these would be the top 3 starter packs I would say startup pack okay yeah, yeah. The, the, this word startup pack is used quite a lot in <laughs> this industry right like brush startup pack or this startup pack yeah uh-huh. just brushes ha yeah. brushes like what would we do without them so are you the kind of artist who probably uh, uses like you have like a whole range of brushes for every damn thing or are you like the one with i have just this one minimalistic brush which i will use for every damn thing in the world which is also quite very cool mm. no i'm not very obsessed with i was more obsessed with brushes like during my early student years but mm-hmm. that slowly i realized that it's not about the brushes it's more about understanding right. like there were phases where i would try to find that brush that this painter right. uses that i really like and try to but then it's just on the surface it looks like the strokes of that painter but it's like covering shit with sugar <laughs> <laughs> why so it's dude glitter was still a good option why should it still because it is <laughs> exactly it has to be consumed so oh, oh okay nice there you go nice. full circle full circle so i'm less uh, i think brushes are equally important if if you work like in production for backgrounds and stuff when you have to mm-hmm. match to a certain style mm-hmm. but for concept art and for character design the studios don't give a shit what brushes you use like it hmm. could be anything so so makes sense and i think i don't know like this is what i have uh, felt over the years is uh, you know a design of a maturing digital artist at least in this case is that uh, they stop caring about the brushes after a while after hmm. a while it's just that one brush that you're two three chal three brushes that you use and yeah. you just use it for pretty much everything and you make something amazing uh, and i think the brush also leads to your style in a way right like the the aesthetics of yeah, yeah. art so the brush yeah i think yeah brushes are super important just not to shit on brushes but 
like often when you want to replicate the look of a traditional painting digitally Correct. you have you are heavily relying on those Correct. brushes so the old probably you the grainy one exactly. the canvas one. yeah, yeah. okay do you okay. do you well, paint a lot or do you are you into brushes or what kind of uh, so no so see i am mostly into digital but then from time to time yeah. i try to uh go back to traditional as much as possible now when it comes to traditional i do have canvases lying around i do have paints lying around but i don't really do to be very honest i don't really it's like maybe once in 4 5 months because i'm so mm-hmm. like much into digital the other time but uh, october is my holy time let's call it because inktober and it started yesterday how cool so you're doing inktober awesome come again are you yeah, doing so the, I... all you're going to do the whole month Every whole day. month yeah so i've been doing it since 2017 i was in pune when wow, i started cool. nice. yeah, so every year every single time i've completed which is something i take a lot of pride in and i, I will that's, do it this time as well so since last year i started doing inktober with a simple ballpoint pen because i was yeah. like i don't need a micron i don't need anything i just need a mm. ballpoint pen and i'll just do yeah. it like that so last year was entirely about that this year also the same thing I'm just hoping I end up finishing the ink of that pen because I don't remember the last time I finished an entire ballpoint pen. It's been oh yeah, ages. it just gets thrown away after. It's it like an eraser. Have you ever oh, finished exactly. an eraser? Never, 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 never. I think in yeah, school, they... in primary school, one of my friends ate one, but then yeah. uh, that's a different story. <laughs> yeah, it just goes away at some. It leaves you at. a certain point it yeah, knows yeah, its it, time yeah like, it's it's like it's like a good friendship it stays while it's there and then it just goes off i don't know why am i being so poetic about it's this dip- <laughs> <laughs> no but with inktober's coming back to this i've done it only 2 uh, years and i feel the hardest point in doing like the whole month is like somewhere in the middle of midpoint you feel like it's so hard to just keep going but i don't know do you ever have that moment during the month or i do i think around day 20 is when i have that to be honest yeah. day 20 is when i have that <laughs> but then i have a thing uh, see because uh, that that's where i i really and i didn't ask you that question but hey you know what let's just go back to that so see for me that way social media has really helped me like you said that uh, one student loan that you had was a big driving factor for you to yeah. go ahead and just finish that damn thing and do your best uh, for me uh that has been because see again an indian kid right like growing up in india middle class so you do care a shitload about what people think about you you know yeah, that, yeah. right and that's exactly mm-hmm. why when you go out on 1st october and say hey guys i'm doing inktober and i'm going to complete the entire month you have announced then, it and you can't exactly <laughs> even if people don't give a damn the people have forgotten they don't even look yeah. at my page but still i feel oh shit people are watching i need to Yeah. perform and complete like the show must go on sort of a thing exactly right? so that has helped me and uh, i think october was also the one which got me and again as i said 2017 is what really got me into consistent practice like you also mentioned mm. practice yeah yeah again yeah. it's cliched but it is true like you need to think sit with that sketchbook every single day in order to become better and there's no other way to exactly. that and yeah. uh, uh, october did that for me that like and again it got me into that habit so after the 27 uh, i think uh, 2017 31st october was when first november came i woke up and i was like oh shit what do i do today because mm. i was so used to sketching yeah, putting yeah. it out sketching putting it so then i couldn't stop after that so i yep it's 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 official i have not missed a single day of sketching since first october 2017 
so that's that awesome right? if uh, it helps you form yeah. that habit of sketching every absolutely. day that's that's the absolutely. i think the absolutely. best possible outcome from uh, inktober absolutely absolutely so there yeah. hasn't been a single day where i haven't sketched even if it's a simple doodle for that matter but i mm, had yeah, uh, yeah. pen paper or uh, digital but yeah coming back to the other thing uh, uh, digital is what i do a lot and uh, even though i am trying to get into more of children's book and you know those cute looking illustrations mm-hmm. let's call it right what cdq pretty much talks about in every yeah. edition let's call it right but uh, there are times when i would just just you know uh, would want to do a still life study or a portrait study mm-hmm. and that's when i would do a very i don't know serious looking illustration if i should call it a painting mm-hmm. digital painting so yeah that that's the uh, other side of it uh, that i do sometimes but yeah so on that note uh, varun just probably one extra question i'd like to throw at you uh, social media so i know you said mm-hmm. that for the last 6 months you've been barely active and i can see that uh, yeah what do you what do you like do you really care about social media do you really think it's uh, wh- what role does it play for you like as an artist think- as an illustrator Yeah I think for a freelance artist if you are a full time freelancer social media is super important because right. that's where you get your jobs that's where the recruiters are and the directors right. are looking for artists now it's all on instagram artstation and that's where they hire right. people and with the you world going more towards remote working like it's really super right. important for freelancers but if you are a full time artist working at a company i think your livelihood is not dependent on social media right so right. you will notice a lot of full time artists are usually absolutely. not as active absolutely but, but there are also those crazy bastards who are <laughs> <laughs> they have a full time job and they are super <laughs> active on social media they post like awesome stuff every week so I definitely jealous of possible. that but it also means <laughs> that they are really good at time management time management correct so correct eventually and, and i think that's a very true thing the the pattern that you said and i've actually noticed this uh people who are let's say working at let's say your dreamworks and your pixar and yeah. your sony and even if uh they're barely there on instagram as in they have a thing where they have posted probably their kids photo once and then they have mm. uh vanished <laughs> from there and still they have like some crazy thousands of following because people yeah. know their art And, and yeah. I have noted that most of the followers of these people are also artists. Yeah, you really yeah. have these uh, like a regular person, a non-artist person following mm. these people. Uh, again, yeah, like makes sense. So makes sense. Usually, with the industry artists, like you will see that eventually, when a film is released, that's when they will that have like a flood of yeah artworks correct, for like correct, a correct, few correct. weeks. So that's when you like sort of attract a lot of This attention towards your. this happened uh, this movie came out shit what uh, what versus the machines mitchell versus machine mitchell versus yeah. the machine right so the uh, the uh, artist for that i forgot this lady's name uh, lindsay oliver i think so i'm very bad with names so yeah. i completely forgot yeah okay yeah, so uh, again like when the movie came out and i watched the movie i think on netflix yeah and then i was mm-hmm. like okay who made this i want to know because it was such a beautiful film right and i and i yeah, searched yeah. and i found this artist and then i realized that before the movie this person had barely posted anything and right after yeah. the movie and now it's like only that content like yeah. screens and screens from that that particular movie right and uh, yeah i love it i follow it i, I like it every single time It's, it was yeah, such yeah. a good film and so unique in terms of like the art style and stuff exactly, very different exactly. like from what we see usually but yeah it's totally right. true like when you work on a feature film 
it is so time consuming and it requires so much of your energy that i am sure like when you come back home you don't even want to think about art like this mm-hmm. so it probably this i feel ঠিক and this was like between two shit storms this was like correct yeah between the two the waves second wave correct yeah so it was this was the period where everyone was in covid denial that everyone <laughs> was like we have herd immunity no one was wearing masks and right. was, yeah yeah it went really bad after march i think so one thing that you like about paris and one thing that you like about mumbai like the top on your list maybe food maybe literally anything food maybe is definitely food. one of the most important things i miss about being in mumbai i'm being in india uh-huh. itself so food definitely mumbai and in paris i would just say just walking mm-hmm. just walking in the city that's something which is less enjoyable in mumbai you have to dodge shit and dog <laughs> and <laughs> but i love going on walks and uh, yeah. nice okay. which is so, my biggest challenge right now i have to force myself to go out because i don't yeah. go out as much no it's easy like you as an artist you tend to like work like a mm-hmm. shrimp all day so <laughs> it's the biggest challenge is to have that healthy balance of work right. and life do you like good. go out usually like i not every day because in bangalore there is like at least the place where i stay there is you don't want to go out for a walk that's not what you want to do at least the part of bangalore <laughs> where i stay you don't want to go yeah. out for a walk like you definitely don't uh, might as well stay inside the house yeah. but uh, yeah it t- turns out my office is going to reopen in a month so that's going to be interesting cool that's nice is it close to your place or do you have to travel uh, one and a half hours one way so okay hours. yeah so usual average bangalore time Bangalore yeah the bangalore traffic is like right up there with mumbai yeah correct 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 i i don't think mumbai they nee, actually mumbai does stand a chance i i've been stuck in mumbai traffic like i think uh, i was i was staying in pavai going towards uh, bandra and i think i it took me some two hours to leave pavai mm. after a point of time yeah, uh, yeah. they are both equally uh, bad but the amazing thing about bangalore is that you will find bikers on the sidewalk and they will honk at you Hey, that, that's Pune also. That's Pune. Come on, I've stayed in Pune. Pune also, Pune okay. also the same thing. Are you proper on the... You're walking. Uh, yeah, and then there's a bike yeah, right, right behind you. Right behind you. Right behind <laughs> you. Yeah, that, that's a very, very Pune thing. Like you are in their way. Like, Correct. How dare you? <laughs> But Bangalore is amazing. They've had some of the best food. I don't think people in Paris would ever understand this. No? Uh, yeah. I don't think people in Paris would ever understand these nuances of life in India. They yeah. Never. it's awesome like there is so much juicy material every time i go back home and i'm just writing a lot of stuff during the holiday imagine, imagine a french man like riding his vespa on the footpath <laughs> probably <Yeah. being. laughs> yeah that's and honking at people like fuck it's <laughs> can't even imagine 
ठीक है सो वरुण टेल मी द लास्ट क्वेश्चन एंड आफ्टर दैट वी विल ऑफ कोर्स क्लोज व्हिच इज व्हाट अगेन द प्रोबब्ली द मोस्ट द हेवीएस्ट क्वेश्चन द व्हाट हैज आर्ट टॉट यू हम्म थिंक इट्स गिवन मी अ पर्पस टू एग्जिस्ट नाइस yeah nice. i i don't know what i would be doing if i was in i would probably be a cook or something because i love cooking oh nice it's yeah but i feel it art sort of validates your existence it gives you purpose to wake up every day and just make something that's that cheesy answer but yeah that no for yeah, no no that that's such a good answer and i'll tell you why like especially the last thing that you said like it gives you a reason to wake up every morning uh, trust me that has been my thing uh, again mm-hmm. you know I, i've never I, before this i never really thought of it so over the last couple of months or actually more than that uh, since april may may i think so i've mm-hmm. been working on a lot of uh, these uh, projects like as in books and stuff right so for which i have yeah. to do a lot of illustration and uh, mm-hmm. it takes a lot of time and given that i have 9 hours of work every single day office ka right mm-hmm. so i realized that i am unable to manage my time and what i decided to was the unthinkable which is wake up at 6 am every day and sketch before office starts wow right that brave yeah 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 and i've i've never <laughs> been an early wake i i always love to go to sleep late and probably wake up a little later yeah now for the last i don't know so many months i've lost count i have actually woken up at 6 am for most part of the days and also even including weekends Mm-hmm. because when i open my eyes and i'm about to snooze that alarm i'm like oh no i have to sketch and i push that myself is, out of the bed yeah that is amazing and, and that's exactly you... why i resonate with your answer uh, gives you a purpose to wake up every day that's that's so good it's so really good. good because you start your day by doing something you love and end your day by doing something even if it's just half mm-hmm. an hour before sleeping and after waking up that is mm-hmm. already a huge thing like agreed agreed so for the last few months it's been my i can't think of a different way to start my day i wake up i grumpily brush my teeth go get some coffee and then sit with my mm. parents just start my day and that that's been the way it is i don't know if it's a healthy way to start my day but no no know. totally it's amazing <laughs> i don't care about it right now but anyhow varun thank you so much this this actually has been a very laid back chill conversation i I love the fact that this conversation probably had the least amount of structure which I enjoyed quite a bit to be very it's it's like Mumbai it doesn't have any structure everything just That's, works it's like you water you just roll with the flow yeah exactly it just works it just yeah. happens things <laughs> just happen but thank you so much Varun this was good I'm I'm really happy for you the way things have turned out for you thank god you left Bangalore thank god that happened for you and uh, yeah i i really i'm looking forward to that one idea that you spoke about which you've pitched and it's in development hopefully one day i'll get to see hopefully. it on instagram where you will start hopefully this like, is not one of those projects in the 80% that never no, comes out let's see no, no, no. Let, let's hope this is the 20% this makes <laughs> yeah. it in the 20% and may one the day come really soon when you just like start shitting all over your instagram page with the current work that you're doing which you have been It, it's been constipated for all this while yeah, yeah exactly let it go you just let it go okay. i will like it i will like it thank you thanks thank for you so having much, me and so you much. are an amazing host so i can't wait to like check out all your podcasts and i hope character design quarterly will sponsor you oh can, yes 
I can yes. send them an email if you want like but I <laughs> I don't think so. yeah. yeah 3D total please if you're listening I don't think they're listening but anyway thank you so much the amazing me. thing with India is that we have numbers okay we have people so like the amount of people hearing the podcast and like it's just by oh, no, the population I'm like pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that's just 10 people trust me 10 more not more than 10 people listen to this podcast <laughs> I'm very sure no 10 people would be just like my family like so like you're going to have more people listening oh, your your family okay hi uncle hi auntie yeah, <laughs> yeah but anyway thank you so much i cool. hope so thank awesome. you have a nice day take care you too all right so that was varun nair i really hope you enjoyed this uh, conversation which had i don't know it was why did we talk about poop so much today but yeah anyway i'm i'm happy and i'm glad we did and i hope you had a great one today if you know what i mean but uh, yeah if you did enjoy this episode uh, please do remember to check varun's uh, work i will put the links in the show notes below and yes uh, do yeah do remember to subscribe and i'll see you again next week with another guest till then cheers